0: Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to Be With Me. We're in the Gospel of John. And yesterday we talked about my personal salvation verse, which is John 1, 12, and we said also 13, and my personal salvation story. And today we're going to zoom out. We're going to go from the granular to the grand, and we're going to talk about the grand appearance of of, uh, Jesus. So we're going to go to how how did this happen for me personally? What were the ingredients personally? And what what are at least some of the processes that were involved in the miracle of, of my particular belief? And here we go. So this is John 1, verse 14. And the word, another name for Jesus, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, parentheses, John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. Close parentheses. Verse 16, And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. All right, let's start with verse 14. And the word became flesh. And this is so important that Jesus is... Defe- descended from David according to the flesh like it says in Romans chapter 1 and that Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise to David back in First Chronicles 17 where the Lord says to David I will establish your throne forever and how did he do this? He did this through uh, Jesus Jesus is the one that's sitting on that throne here today and this flesh thing—the word become flesh—so the the flesh has a job to do, and it can't do it. And so g- God had to send Jesus in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Lord. This this is the spiritual concept is called kenosis, where Jesus had eternal existence in His Godness, and then came down and took on flesh. Didn't stop being come to God, but took on flesh became tired and hungry and tempted all the things that that we are verse 14 continues that he dwelt among us oh this is the this is one of the most applicable and coolest parts of this verse where it means that he pitches his tent with us that he moves into the neighborhood one translation describes it so he lives among us dwells among us Makes his home in our neighborhood, in our neighborhood, recalling the ancient uh, time when the Lord tabernacled with his the people of Israel and in the pillar of uh, fire and in the cloud that followed them around. So we get Jesus in that way now dwelling among us. And then we see his, we have seen his glory. So, what's the glory of God? It's kind of one of those, those big uh, spiritual concepts. But I like to say that the glory of God is the is God has certain characteristics, and and has characters. If we could talk to him, we'd say, oh, he's like this. Well, when we when we get an idea of what that is, that is when his character is manifested in any way. That's his glory. That's him. Uh, uh, displaying his glory. And then we, so how do we glorify God? We say, well, Lord, I saw your faithfulness or, or, or in this, in the context of this passage, I saw your grace and truth and therefore I'm going to glorify you. I'm going to declare that characteristic, the display of your grace and truth, for example, and I am glorifying you because I I've, I've seen it. So when I say, Lord, I see it and I get it, that's how we glorify the Lord. All right, so verse 14, the word became flesh, dwells among us, we've seen his glory, and then it says, what is the glory that we're going to see here today? And that is that he's full of grace and truth. And this recalls that characteristic of God that goes all the way through the Old Testament about him being faithful, covenantly faithful. The covenants are actually based on this, and the, the Hebrew word for it is hesed. In the Greek, they don't have a single word for it, but they just have kind of bigger concepts, and this is certainly one of them, where the faithfulness of God to a rebellious and failing people, uh, without, without this concept of him reaching out to us, uh, we would be doomed. We would just have all his wrath. So he describes himself and says, here's how I'm coming primarily, full of grace and truth. Imagine if this was different, and it just said, I'm just coming with wrath, I'm just coming with justice. Well, that'd be that'd be terrible, because what is justice? Justice is getting exactly what we deserve. Nobody wants that. Mercy, that's pretty good, because that's getting less than you deserve. So I'll, I'm going to sign up for mercy. And then grace, do you want to sign up for grace? Well, grace is getting more than we deserve, and that's what you really want to sign up for. So this passage has four references, five verses and four times it refers to grace. It's getting more than we deserve. All right, the law is given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus. The the law, it's it's kind of good news and it that it displays the character of God and that God's here and that he's active and that he's creative. The bad news is He's a righteous God and comes with requirements and expectations, and guess what? You can't meet them. That's why Jesus had to come in the in the flesh. So finally, verse uh, verse 18. No one has ever seen God, at least not fully. The only God who is at the Father's side has made him known. So we have here two different persons referred to as God, one God the Father, the second God the Son, And then we see this intimacy who's at the Father's side or in the bosom of of the Father, the one that's nearest to the Father's heart, and this one of a kind expression. So we get it in this passage, we're getting more than we deserve. We get grace for grace. We have a rescue mission. Why? Because we needed it. Who? We have this infleshed God coming where? Right into our neighborhood, right pitched in our tent, in our backyards. Um what is he doing? He's making the Father known, he's making God known, and he's on this rescue mission. And then the, the, the part that caught me today is when. So we have the then part. So this was written 2,000 years ago, but for us, it might be now. Today, if you hear his voice, listen, be soft, be ready, responsive. I thank you for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.